Wanda for a while, it is certainly good to be home and on this side of the land of the living. And I want to say to the student who the Holy Spirit placed on your heart, I'm not sure where she went. She didn't, so we've never met. Great to meet you. And uh, your word to me confirmed what I'm gonna talk about today. And um, I don't have a clicker, so we'll do this the old school way. So I am the person that if ever I get an opportunity to speak, I don't like to plan much. I am very uh, much so an organized person, but when it comes to sharing uh, God's word, a message from God, I try to wait. And what has been on my heart is, here I am, Lord, send me. And so when you said that, you said God is looking for people to receive his spirit, who, who wants to receive the Holy Spirit. It, what I thought was, yeah, here I am, Lord, send me. And just to put it into context, I'm going to be casual with you all today, if that's all right. And I'm also going to tell a little bit of, so the, the, what was stated is that North Central is family. This is family for me. But in 2021, so a little bit over a year ago, I left my role here for a different role, and it was the hardest decision ever. And I will tell you all, a part of that was the here I am, Lord, send me. So I'm going to share a little bit, I'm going to unpackage a little bit about of that with you all today. So the next slide has uh, scripture. And I have a coworker who's here with me today. We just went to Guatemala. And I had a shirt on one of the days, and he, he noticed my shirt. And he was like, oh, I like your shirt. And my shirt had this scripture on it. And the back of my shirt said, here I am, Lord, send me. <clears throat> and I said to him, I said, someone gifted me this shirt as I was in this process. So we're having this discussion, and I don't even realize that this is going to be the message. But the scripture says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, Lord, send me. So I ask you guys, who's ready to receive the spirit? Your words, not mine. And who's ready to be sent? So as I'm speaking today, I want you to think about that and understand that sometimes where you be sent, may be sent may not line up with what you think. If you may have heard people before tell you that they think that their life is going to be a straight line, but then it ends up being zigzag, wiggles around. Uh, and one other thing I will say is to the students who are here today, sometimes you don't know what you want to do because you don't even know that that thing exists. When I was sitting in your shoes, I couldn't tell you about being an executive director of a foundation. I didn't know that companies would pay you to come in and do diversity and inclusion work. I couldn't tell you that. But what I can tell you is, whatever job you end up in, Bill Tibbetts, shout out to my Kobat family, always talking about the marketplace ministry. Let me tell you something. No matter where you are, your light will shine, point blank and period. No matter where you are, your light will shine. So when you don't think that it's ministry, every time you step out of your house, it's ministry. You go to the grocery store, it's an opportunity for ministry. Any job that God places before you is an opportunity for ministry. You have to just be ready and willing to be sent. All right? I know I'm being a little rude also because everyone here doesn't know me. And as Dr. Good mentioned, it's easy for me to get up here and share credentials with, with you. I can tell you my degrees. I can tell you what I do, what I've done. But the reality is, and I'll go to the next slide. 
That is where it all starts. That's me and my mother. My mother was 17 years old when she had me. So in that picture, she's 20 and I'm three. That's me and my single mother. And a lot of my life experiences and stories stem back to that. So it's no good for me to stand before you and act like I have it all together and act like everything is polished because I don't. I'm bruised, I'm broken, just like you and just like everybody else because the reality is all of us need a savior. If I had it all together, what would I need him for? So the reality is my story starts that far back, that far back. So that is the Latoya that I want you to know, the one who has teenage parents, the one whose dad my entire life has been on and off of drugs, the one who was the first one in her family to go to college, the one who in her family, I can say I'm a lawyer, I didn't, the only lawyer I knew before law school was Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show. That is it. Right? So I'm telling you my story to let you know that even if you do not feel equipped, if you feel that God is saying to you, I have this for you, I want to send you there. What I don't want you to do is feel, not me, Lord, I'm not equipped, I'm not ready. No, choose somebody else, send her, send him. I'm not. You. He's talking to you. The, the, the task before is for you, not the person sitting next to you. And you have to understand and know that whatever you don't have, you're going to get it because he's going to give you what you need. So I will tell you, what you don't know is my here I am, Lord, choose me story started right here in this chapel, probably right up in the back back there. You can go to the next slide, and I'll tell you why it was my moment of change. I took this picture sitting right back there when North Central hosted the George Floyd Memorial. Did, know, did not know that my life was about to forever change. And I can tell you the day after that, there was a prayer meeting here in Desiree. I texted you, we were sitting in here and there was a, a, someone speaking and I texted you and I said, Desi, who is that? Because it was multiple people speaking. I said, who is that? And you replied and you told me and I said, I feel like he's talking to me. All right, the next slide tells you the scripture that he quoted. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I said, I don't know what's happening, but I feel like there's a stirring happening. So I went home that day, sitting outside of my home, and I recorded a Facebook Live video. Y'all, I'm not the tech person. I didn't have Instagram until last year. I had never used Facebook Live. I had to go in and change my settings. And I said on the Facebook Live, I'm making this message because I'm a person who likes accountability. I said, I don't know what's happening. There's a stirring inside. I don't know what this is about, but I'm coming here for accountability because whatever it is, I'm gonna lean into it. What I didn't share on that Facebook Live was, Whatever is happening, not me, no, send somebody else. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't like it. It just doesn't feel good. It feels uncomfortable. And then what started happening was people from different walks, different seasons of my life who knew I lived in Minneapolis started reaching out to me. What can I do? How can I help? How can I be a resource? And I found myself saying, you can listen, you can learn, you can examine your heart, and you can be bold. Well, I'm thinking, oh good, I'm done. I've been obedient, I recorded a few videos, I've done my part, but the Lord was very crystal clear to me, no, this is only the beginning. So are you gonna go or not? Are you gonna go or not? Now I can tell you some stories leading up to that. I 
one of my gala five is harmony. I do not like tension. I'm a lawyer, I'll argue with you in court in a structured way, but I don't like adversity. I don't like, it was this tension of, what if I'm misunderstood? What if in sharing my well-meaning message, I'm misunderstood? What if I risk what I've worked for? I, I, I use this sometimes, the whole idea of the quiet black girl. And maybe the next day or two days later, I got on Facebook and it was a random post that went viral. And it was a woman who looks like me who said, I've often been the quiet black girl because I don't wanna be confused as the angry black woman. And she said, no more. And I was like, you know what? That's right, I can't sit here and be quiet because I'm worried about somebody being offended. Just like, just like President Hagan just said, if a word is given to me, who am I to say, oh no, Lord, pick somebody else. I don't wanna do it. I, what if I'm misunderstood? What if this? And I heard the Lord crystal clear say to me, have I never, have I not provided everything for you? If something is for you, you, you do it. And if something that you are afraid of losing, you lose, I will open the door to something better for you. Then I had a girlfriend who I shared with her. I had an incident to happen. Um, I, I know I shared this with, with you, President Hagan, and probably others here in my North Central family. Uh, it was a gentleman who found me on Facebook. There's no other way to put it. You can go to the next slide and I'll explain that picture. And he said, basically I felt like he was attacking me for, for using my voice. And I was ready to throw in the towel and one of my friends said to me, sis, you said you wanna be a bridge. You wanna be a bridge to reconciliation. She said, well, I'm here to tell you, bridges get walked on. So are you willing to let people walk on you if that's what it takes to get the message across? So the picture that you see here is right down the street at US Bank Stadium. The little boy standing on that podium is my son, who will be eight next week. Um, and I didn't plan for the picture to say this, but if you notice, the little sign, that white sign says, stop killing black people. So to add context to, you, to this, this little boy was finishing kindergarten when George Floyd was murdered. The pandemic shut things down, and he was just learning how to read. So if you have any kids around you, when they're learning how to read, they read everything. So he was like, why does that sign say stop killing black people? He didn't even know that F-U-C-K was profanity. He's like, why does that say F, he said the word, 12? What, what does that mean? He, he had so many questions. And to tell you there was tension in even letting him go here. My husband was like, I think we should take him to the protest. And I said, nut, absolutely not. And he's like, you can't shield him forever. So then the compromise was, we can take him. And that is, that is that. So then the next picture shows us exploring Minnesota, downtown Minneapolis. And every time we saw something like this, this was a mural. He wanted to take a picture and he had questions. So when I thought that I should have been at Disney World celebrating the completion of fifth grade, I find myself engulfed in having to explain to my five-year-old. And I'm sharing that context because my aha moment was the why. Why do you do things? And for me, it's like, yes, here I am, Lord, send me. And even my resistance. What caused me to get over the hump of resistance is the next slide, my two little boys. 
Because at the end of the day, when George Floyd was murdered, that grown man cried out for his mother. And that hit me in a different way. Because at the end of the day, these two little boys are gonna grow up to be big men. My dad is 6'6", their dad is 6'3". And I said, you know what, if nothing else, I'm doing it for my kids and all of the kids to come. So I tell people frequently now that the work I do, the here I am, Lord, send me moment, I've been sent, I'm on a mission to plant seeds. Plant seeds of hope, and I understand that the seeds that I plant, when the trees grow, I might not enjoy the shade. They may not even enjoy the shade. It may be my great-grandkids to enjoy the shade, but I'm planting the seeds over and over and over for the shade to be enjoyed by my kids, by your kids, by your grandkids, and generations and future generations to come. So I'm gonna go back to the here I am, Lord, send me. And again, whatever it may be that the Lord is choosing to send you to, you may feel ill-equipped, but this was one of the other things I did to get myself over it. You can go to the next slide, please. I immediately, I had just done a Bible study by Priscilla Shire on Gideon. And some of the common things of a lot of the people in the Bible who God uses to do things do not feel that they're equipped. If you haven't read much, you can just stop right with Exodus and see how Moses reacted. He, and I'm going to read some of uh, the context from Exodus. Who am I that I should go, he asked. God responded, I will be with you and promise to bring you to worship on this mountain. What if they do not believe me or listen to me? God demonstrated he would use miracles and signs to show proof. I've never been eloquent. I am slow to speak, uh, slow of speech and tongue. God responded, who gave human beings their mouth? It is not, it is not I, the Lord. Now go and I will help you and teach you what to say. So Moses ended with please send someone else. Even after all of that, he still was like, no, send somebody else. He still wouldn't believe that he was enough for the assignment. Although angry, God showed Moses grace by sending his brother Aaron to speak to him. Moses obeyed and God did great and wondrous works through him and delivered his people from slavery in Egypt. There's other examples here. Again, Gideon thought he was too weak, all right? Jeremiah thought he was too young. The centurion centurion thought he was unworthy. So I will ask you to just take a few minutes and just think, what might that thing be that God is calling you to do, sending you to do, and you may not feel that you're equipped or worthy to do? I'll pause for a few seconds. I know that many of you are possibly about to graduate. Some of you may be going into jobs this summer. Some of you may have some trips coming up. It may be something that you're uneasy about. But at the end of the day, the one thing that I can tell you, I've had many, many changes in my life. The one thing that has been constant is the love of God. The one thing that has been constant is the relationship that I've had with him. And even when I may not be deserving, him being there for me, sheltering me, covering me, through it all, despite it all. So I will tell you that you guys have had the benefit, and I say luxury, privilege, of having the opportunity to do this every day. You may not know this, you will become an alum, but if you were to talk to the NCU alum and ask the most missed thing on campus, it's probably not the cafeteria or you know, praise gatherings or the classroom. Most, it's this. 
It's the opportunity for you to have a carved out dedicated time to praise God every single day. You guys are going to miss this. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're taking advantage, but knowing that you're being equipped right now for wherever you're being sent to be able to do good in, in being sent. <clears throat> so the next slide, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. The next slide just simply says, um, I am to what? Fill in the blank. And I encourage you to fill in that blank with positive things, you know? Fill it in. Change it to whatever that negative thing may be and understand that you are worthy and that you're a positive. I often say this as well. When I accepted the fact that in my life that I'm not the main character, but I'm the supporting actress in the story that God has planned, that changed things for me. And I said, well, you know what? I'll just be the best supporting actress that I could possibly be in this thing called life. So I'm just letting you guys know that you are not alone. I'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't have any reservations, that you shouldn't have any, any uh, fear about whatever, but just know that you have the power and your connect whose you are. Remember whose you are and that you have the power to change that and uh, use whatever those negative thoughts are to flip it into something positive. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and, and as, as Desiree stated, I feel like a lot came out of me being obedient, because that's really what it came, comes down to. I was willing to step aside and be obedient, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to what has been the biggest lesson for me in this all. So the next slide is a scripture that I always share because I think so much hinges on it. And then I want to dissect it just a little bit in our last few minutes. So the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. <clears throat> and I saw you, Ellington. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on you for a minute. Because you said something one day, and this was after George Floyd was murdered, and it ended up being... I don't remember if it was a chapel, a panel, what, but you said something that was like an aha moment for me. And you said, people often go to this scripture and we focus on neighbor. And you said, but the reality is people can't love their neighbor as themselves if they haven't truly learned how to love themselves. And I was like, well, man, that is a word. And so I have chosen to focus on self. I tell people it's about head and heart. It is matters of the heart. If, so if I'm having issues with myself, but I'm so focused on telling people to love your neighbors, because the scripture says love your neighbors. No, it says love your neighbors as yourself. And so for me, what I take from that is, it's okay for you to be a little selfish and do some work on yourself. Because if the scripture says to love your neighbors as yourself, you can't begin to love your neighbors the way they need to be loved if you're not even loving yourself the way that you need to be loved. So I would encourage you to take some time and think about what that looks like, looks like reflect in as you need to. And um, what I've heard from some people is, well, I don't hate. I don't hate anyone. And my whole thing is, well, the, it wasn't for you to not hate. It was the action for you to actually love. You know, I joke about hearing someone say, um, I don't hate anyone and I don't have a racist bone in my body. And the response said, well, it's not your bones that we're worried about, it's your heart and your mind. You know, and I laughed about it, but it takes me back to this. Is it really about their neighbor or is it really about them? 
And even though these may seem like two messages, sometimes even the here I am, Lord, sends me, send me, some of your reservation may be your insecurities with yourself. So be okay with looking in the mirror, calling that thing out, and knowing that nothing like that should be able to hold you back. Know who you are, know whose you are, and know that there's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that's too small for our God. So I'll ask you guys, are you ready to go? Are you ready to be sent? So maybe deep down inside, I have my moments of missing the classroom. I admit that I do. So what I want to do is I want to give you guys a minute that the teacher in me is coming out to think, pair, share. I want you to do something that I was told we couldn't do as kids in church. President Hagen, it was like, no, don't do that. You can't talk. I want you guys to chat with your neighbor. What might be that thing? What are you thinking? I want you guys to be able to chat. What is it that you feel that God might be sending you for? So I'll take two minutes, one minute each. I'll let you know when we get to the minute mark to switch. Let's do some talking in church. Okay, so switch if you have not switched yet. Ten more seconds. Okay. So whatever it is, I will close by just reading something to you. And this was laid on my heart this morning, so I'm going to read the words that I actually typed in a note in my phone. So first and foremost, I want you guys to know that I'm not here to make you feel sorry for me, to make you feel like in awe, none of that, because this is not about me. Remember, I'm not the main character in this story. It's my story for God's glory, point blank and period to that. But I am here to tell you that God is intentional. He's faithful. He doesn't make mistakes. He's our father and our friend. Whatever you need him to be, he can be that if you seek him. 
if you invite in the Holy Spirit with all your heart. I know that at times we all may have been broken, hurt, lonely, and even when, if God sends you somewhere, you need to understand that he's going to equip you, even if it's after you've been sent. So for those perfectionists, I know it's not always going to be this one, two, three, four, five. No, Lord, you can't send me until we get to step 10. Just know that if he sends you, he's going to equip you. I'm here to tell you that you're not alone, that adversity builds character. You can't have a testimony without a test. I want you guys to boldly and confidently walk into victory because we already know the end result. You already know at the end with the, who's victorious. So just walk into it boldly, knowing who you are and whose you are. Despite ups and downs, success and challenges, one thing has been constant, and I've already said this, it has been constant, the presence of the Lord in my life. No doubt about it. That was on my heart this morning. So I just wanted to be able to read that, and as I'm looking at the clock tick down, and there's only a minute, a minute and a half left, if I had to leave you guys with any words, what I would say to you is, I've had to tell myself, you can only serve one master. And that can look different to different people. So I've had to remind myself about storing up my treasures in heaven, right? So I would just leave you guys with that. Here I am, Lord, send me and understand that as you're being sent, remember that may mean you letting go some of the other things, whatever that might be. It might be people. But just trust and know that if God is calling you and sending you, he's going to take care of you and you're going to be equipped for it all. So I, there may be another slide, but it's probably just a closer. So thank you, North Central. I love you guys. I miss you guys. Good to be home.